Welcome to Veg Out, Toronto's vegetarian podcast, where we talk about all things veg in the GTA. We come to you virtually from our homes, and we are heard on CJRU 1280 AM, Campus Community Radio in downtown Toronto. We are part of VegTO, a nonprofit that inspires people to choose a healthier, greener, and more compassionate lifestyle through plant-based living. My name is Jeanette, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Jen. Hi there. And Sweda. Hello, hello. I literally just waved at the camera, um, <laughs> even though no one can see it because you're listening on an audio device right now. So today we're going to talk about all things vegans and vegetarians in pulp culture, from 90s sitcoms to progressive cartoons that are on the air today. So we're going to talk about what we grew up with and what we're experiencing now in pop culture. Uh, first, we're going to start off with some veg news. So I'll start off with... I just saw that Wishing Well Sanctuary, um, Stacy, who was a past guest on the podcast, talked about all of the wonderful things that they're doing there, a lot of the social events that they have planned for the summer. They've now started their outdoor yoga classes every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. in the paddock with goats, sheep, alpacas, and and uh, a llama. Uh, so it's $15 per person, no, restri- no registration required. You just show up, and children over eight are allowed to participate. Um, so Wishing Well Sanctuary is available on their website, wishingwellsanctuary.org, uh, or you can also look them up on social media. If you Google Wishing Well Sanctuary, uh, you'll be able to find it and see all the other events that are happening. But if you're really excited about some summer yoga outdoor with a bunch of uh, really fun animals, then that's happening every Sunday at 11 a.m. Don't wear loose clothes because the goats will try to eat it. <laughs> Hey, there's the uh, vegan market happening in Barrie. So this is coming up pretty soon on June 10th from 11 to 6. And it's going to be on um, Dunlop from Maple Street to Five Points. I guess the following week, uh, instead of going north to Barrie, if you want to go east to Ottawa, uh, Little Joe Berry's, which is a vegan bakery in the area, is uh, hosting the Vegans Who Snack Food and Art Festival. So that's Friday, June 16th from 5 to 9 p.m. at the Parkdale Market. And they'll have over 45 small businesses. Um, so get ready to grab some snacks, groceries, treats, ice cream. Uh, I think they'll even have a DJ there. Um, so it's an outdoor event. Uh, bring your reusable containers. Um, and you can check them out on uh, Vegan Sue Snack on their Instagram page. Um, or Little Joe Berries also um, has some some information as well. And I guess just to add some bigger news is that VegTO Fest is officially back. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> after a bit of a hiatus. So this is exciting. So this will be uh, September from uh, September 9th to the 10th at Nathan Phillips um, and it's on it's noted on their website and some details will be coming uh, over the next few months so block that in your calendars awesome I think I identify strongly as a vegan who snacks so <laughs> so my question for everyone here is what are your experiences with seeing vegans and vegetarians in pop culture is it a thing that you especially notice 
Um, do you see positive portrayals, negative portrayals? What are gen your general thoughts about what you've seen over the years? I notice that all the time and I feel like I just like track it. Like, oh, they're vegan. What are they doing next? Right. Oh. And then you notice when they forget, like, did you remember that uh, Elaine in Seinfeld was vegetarian? No, I didn't. Yeah, know they that. mentioned it like oh. early on and then they just seem to have forgotten. Well, she oh. always had the big salads, right? She that's, did. She did. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I, maybe that's where that uh, originally came from. Or was mm -hmm. that just one episode? I feel like with Seinfeld, sometimes you think it's like a reoccurring thing and then you realize, no, it's just like a one-off thing. But and you've seen that like, episode like 20 times because it's always on <laughs> TV and then you think, yeah, it's a it's an ongoing yeah. thing. So you notice it a lot. Uh, Jen, how about you? I I feel like sometimes I don't notice it. Um, sort of the first time passing through if it's subtle like if it's just a quick mention and it's not like the focus um but sometimes when I rewatch re the show then I'll pick up more on it um just depends on when I watched it uh more more in the more recently I'd probably be more in tune but um you know probably 10 years ago or so I was probably not focused on it so much but um yeah it's been interesting to sort of note the types of portrayals there are in uh in tv and in film in yes. cartoons yeah we should How specify that we are talking about like fictional portrayals uh of vegans and vegetarians because there's tons of of people out there in real life who are vegan and vegetarian you know from instagram influencers to uh youtubers and um people doing on cooking shows and you know vegan week on the great british bake-off like all that stuff so we always like notice that and talk about that but it's really interesting to look at what the fictional portrayals are about vegans and vegetarians so if you go back it's usually they're like the butt of the joke so either they're like a really extreme militant vegan or they're like, they're really uh, hippie and flaky, um, or just even vegan food in general is like the punchline, like it's flavorless mm. and weird. And like one of my favorite shows um, when I was a teenager was Gilmore Girls, but like they always talked about tofu in such a bad way. And I'm like, no, but you're doing it wrong, you know, or like tofurkey <laughs> was a thing. And that was like probably the first time I ever heard of tofurkey it was probably before it was even like a brand name. Tofurkey was on one of the episodes and they were like shoving it in napkins and putting it in couch cushions and things like that. So I don't um, think that all these TV shows realize that they made tofurkey famous. Because I don't, I, I, that's why I heard about it too. I heard about it in some show somewhere. I don't know if it was Gilmore Girls or something else, but I know it was through some media source and they were making fun of it. But then when I went vegan, I was like, oh, I should look into this tofurkey thing. <laughs> there you go. It actually was pushing uh, pushing tofurkey on us. Um, so maybe, I think maybe negative publicity is good publicity. Maybe there's a yeah. <laughs> Or just subliminal messaging. Um, so I think one when I was trying to think, we kind of touched on this topic a few years ago. I remember when we were in the resource center, we had talked about it. And one of the characters that came up a lot was Phoebe from Friends. And mm -hmm. John, who was one of the hosts at the time, just said, yeah, but, you know, she's totally flaky. And it was just always the butt of the joke. Um, and I kind of looked around and some people um, had some really strong thoughts about Phoebe because they actually saw their experiences with vegetarian but um, like going vegetarian on the screen. So of course this is in the nineties. Um, if you've never seen friends, Phoebe was kind of like the hippie flaky kind of woo woo kind of character who had very 
interesting upbringing and mm -hmm. she's like the um, uh the most out there of the six characters i guess and she was vegetarian and there were a couple times when uh so this blocker here was just like remembering cheering on phoebe um whenever she had uh moments where she was outspoken about her animal activism so there were times when she was singing she was also the musician in the show she had the song smelly cat which has been in my head all day um <laughs> so then she there was a a joke where she was playing songs for kids and she was going like well the cow goes moo in the meadow and then she goes on to this like kind of horrific description of a, a cow um turning into hamburger um so the joke was that she's saying this violent things to kids but it's true that's how that's what I happens to cows right loved so, it <laughs> yeah yeah um so mm -hmm. there was a little bit of that message coming through i guess uh so she was pregnant in one of the episodes with triplets and then she started eating meat um, because she was craving it, but then Joey ended up giving up meat for the duration of her pregnancy to try to like help her or, or even it out. And then in a later episode, she was in uh, going to meet her fancy boyfriend's fancy parents, and they served veal, and she tried to eat it, and he stood up for her and told her she didn't have to and was defending her um, and her compassion for not eating animals. Like He's like, it's not a weird thing. It's just her it's her personality and, and, you know, we need to support her. So, um, so that was Phoebe from friends. That was a big one. And I think the other kind of big one is Lisa Simpson. So I know maybe you have some thoughts about Lisa Simpson. I don't have thoughts about Lisa, but I do have thoughts about Apu because he's okay. also vegetarian, right? Like he inspires her. He's actually vegan because he doesn't eat uh, dairy or eggs like he tells her that oh in the show. yes 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 right yeah yes. yeah um so i think that he's funny because he has said in one of the episodes that he switches out the hot dogs with like tofu dogs and right. no one notices right? yeah <laughs> i'm like yeah go you tricking everyone scamming everyone but tricking everyone yeah but i don't know about lisa I mean, she's a she's a good character, especially for her time. She's a really good character because her her transition was something that we could sympathize with. Like, I mean, comparing it to like Phoebe's depiction of the animals uh, when she says those things. Right. When she's singing that song, there's like a laugh track because it's funny. It's not supposed to like touch us. But right. when Lisa's going through her transition, it it is something that is supposed to affect us. Maybe not enough for us to go vegan like let's not be extreme here but enough for us to like you know understand why she would do it right yeah. I think uh you know I know that episode like aired a, like a really long time ago <laughs> um like I don't know in the late 90s maybe I forget when when Lisa became a vegetarian but just thinking about it like she in that episode she was like made fun of by her friends and she's in school and just to imagine like what you know kids who are vegan or transitioning or trying to stop eat me, eating meat like during school like what that would be like in your social circles and she sort of went through that so I kind of like definitely felt for her trying to navigate that and stay committed to you know yeah the cause um so this aired in 1995, so right smack dab in the middle of the, okay. the 90s. The episode was called Lisa the Vegetarian. And if you haven't seen it, it's uh, the plot was that they the, the family goes to a petting zoo uh, and Lisa um, 
becomes enamored with a little with a cute lamb and then later that night um marge serves lamb chops for dinner and then lisa connects all the dots and then she decides to go vegetarian and she kind of learns a lot of lessons along the way about not being judgmental of others because um apu gives her the lesson of like well i'm not like you eat dairy and i don't judge you for that like that you know and then she they end up singing on a rooftop with paul and linda mccartney um Mm. As you do, so when you become vegetarian, yes, of course, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's where they hang out at the Quickie Mart. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, uh, so obviously that was a, that's a big one for a lot of people. There's um, there's a, a line in the episode uh, where you, you don't make friends with salads, and then that becomes a song. And I've seen T-shirts and things where you it says like you do make friends with salad, mm-hmm. um, or with hummus, as in the case of some other vegans. Hey, question. Phoebe does a surrogate pregnancy, right? Like she's a surrogate? Right. Or I think her brother? Right. Yes. 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 Okay. So this is strange because in Superstore, which is a TV show that's basically about a group of people that are working at a store that's very similar to Walmart, uh, there's a vegan character. Her name is Dina. And she also is a surrogate for her boss. Oh, yes, that's right. Yes. It's very interesting. And I think it's especially interesting because uh, we think of or, you know, some people think of that, especially back in Phoebe's day, that vegetarianism is associated with like health issues and stuff like that. But and correct me if I'm wrong here, because I do not remember. But there were no health issues brought up around Phoebe being vegetarian. And there were no health issues brought up around Dina being vegan, even though she was being a surrogate for someone else. I don't think there were any health issues. I think she just her she was craving meat and she yeah. um, had like and she didn't feel good about it either. It wasn't like, oh, goody, I get to eat meat now. It was a struggle for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you tell me a little bit more about Dina? Yes, I do want to say I feel like that's very positive. So Dina is <laughs> such an interesting person because all these things that you're talking about, Jeanette, this like flaky person, this person that is um uh what are the other terms that you used remind me please like a militant vegan (laughs) yes militant vegan things like that she is no 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 across the board in fact as a person i don't think i'd like her very much because she's very much into authority and you know ratting people out she likes guns (laughs) yeah exactly all of all of the above right like she is any kind of vegan stereotype you can think of she is not that in that category at all and um she's uh yeah, I just I really like her character specifically because of that. So one of my favorite episodes um, with her character specifically. So one of Dina's colleagues is hosting a Golden Globes party. And this party is a big deal because it's the first party that this um, host is hosting after her divorce. And nothing is going properly. The TV doesn't work. And I think they get the TV working. The cable doesn't work. The food at the barbecue doesn't work. So it all ends up getting cooked in the microwave. And there's just this like lump of uncooked meat um, and uh, it's presented to the guests and no one wants to eat it and Dina's trying to be a supportive friend so she's like oh I'll eat this and that you know that kind of thing of like the militant vegan and I'm not suggesting anyone do this even if the meat is properly cooked so this militant vegan she's she's willing to kind of give that up to support her friend right and she says some line like Oh, as she's eating it, she says some line like, I miss this so much. You know, this kind of, it was like this nod to people saying that kind of thing. Like, how could you not eat meat? And then she's eating a drumstick. And at one point she like puts the drumstick on the table and she's like, used to stand on this. 
And so she's making that connection. She's very sad about this, but she still continues to eat it. And then after the party is over, she just hangs out in the washroom. So these are the consequences of eating meat. And they show that. And she even asks for new panties. So I'll let you put those things together. And it's just all very gross. And she does it. And and I think, again, it just breaks all the stereotypes. I have another one as well about her, but I'll let you comment on this one first. Yeah, that's like... um... She must have been very dedicated to her friend to have (laughs) done that. And she's such a bird lover that for her to like, I think it was like a chicken leg or yeah. So for her, and yeah, I think she's like, oh, this is where the foot would have been. Like, (laughs) I think she was really like torn by having to eat something that she loves so much. She specifically loves birds. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't make that connection because she's and, and this comes up again and again, she has this a huge collection of exotic birds. Um, but that's actually one of my issues with her because mm. I don't think that you can ethically get exotic birds. Like I don't think there's any like fostering group or sorry, uh not like fostering, um, any adoption like for yeah, yeah, rescue exactly. I mean, maybe you you'd be able to find one or two, but not the collection she has, which is yeah, she's definitely buying those animals from a store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is um, a Reddit thread that I saw about uh, positive portrayals of, of vegans in pop culture, and Dina was mentioned a lot. Someone said Dina from Superstore. There's one weird episode where she isn't a good vegan, but overall she's awesome. Yes. <laughs> okay, so can I tell you uh, another one that I really liked? Okay, so the one of the things I like about Superstore is that they'll have these conversations, and the conversations just devolve so quickly. Like they they just get so ridiculous so quickly. Okay. So they're having this conversation about um, a women publicly breastfeeding. And somehow that ends up leading to human cheese. And the idea is that is gross. And then Dina's like, gross. You're telling me that you'll have sex with a woman, but not a cow, but drink a cow's milk and not a woman's. And the guy responds, of course, we eat cows. And then someone else tries to clarify and says, Okay, so I think what he's saying is that if we ate human women, then we could drink their milk. <laughs> so, <laughs> so just trying to make sense of these like these moral situations that that we've come up with, you know, like this is okay and this is not okay, and just the ridiculousness around all of that, right? And uh, yeah, maybe maybe that is what it is. If we ate humans, then we'd be okay with drinking their milk too. I don't know. That comes up a lot in sitcoms that breast milk is like disgusting and it's like you take a drop of it and everyone recoils in horror. And I'm like, I, I don't, like, you never understood that because that's what you actually are supposed to drink as a human. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No. Um, I guess one episode I wanted to bring up has anyone watched the show Bojack Horseman? I watched an episode of it, I think. I've seen some, but not, not many. Okay, so it's an animated series on Netflix, and the premise is that so it's it's for adults. Uh, it's, it's described as a, a dark comedy, um, and it really it evolves around anthropomorphic um, characters. So BoJack Horseman is like a humanoid horse, and it's a world where animals interact with with humans. Um, and there was an episode that they had that was all about uh, it's called Chicken for Days. Or I think the episode is called Chickens, but there's um, a fictional restaurant in it called Chicken for Days, which I guess is like like a KFC type thing. Um, and I guess one of the questions in the show was if animals are interacting with humans and they're humanoid, what are they eating? Are they all just like not 
eating any animals because they're all animals. Um, so this episode kind of brings up that that idea. And I think I believe the creator of the show is is vegetarian, if not vegan. Uh, I think I was reading that somewhere today. So um, the main character causes an accident, a car accident at the beginning of the episode, and then a whole bunch of chickens are um, on the loose from a farm. And one of the chickens goes over to Todd's house and Todd befriends the chicken. Um, but there are like different levels of chickens in this episode. So there's like the chicken that is fully, uh, humanoid and is able to speak. And, um, they're kind of like at a higher level than these other chickens that are meant to be, um, grown specifically for meat consumption. So the whole episode is just kind of hijinks about trying to keep and they they nickname the chicken Becca because she goes Becca when when Todd asks what her name is. Um, so this is a it is still a ridiculous kind of cartoon. It's a little bit absurdist at times, but um, so I'm just reading from a blog here. So one of the farms. So there's like the Chicken for Days farm. There's also this other farm called Gentle Farms that is run by chickens. So at the top of the episode, the argument is made that Gentle Farms is a better place for chickens. They'll be raised better and have a better life in general. But by the end of the episode, we find that there really is no option for raising chickens that isn't terrible. Um, so they're making the argument that eating meat in the BoJack universe is morally abhorrent. Um, but it also just kind of says that it's it even humane quote-unquote humane meat is not humane because um it's all just a farce because you think that it's okay because there's like a friendly farmer chicken that's saying it's okay we know how to raise chickens because we are chickens and it just kind of makes her head really spin and then um at the end of the episode they've saved one chicken they've saved becca but uh as they're driving away because they're talking about how much they made a difference and then there's um a chicken for days sign that says six 65 billion served so it just ends on a really bleak note that yeah um we saved this one chicken but there's still this is this massive problem so it's a really interesting episode to watch uh, as a vegan um because there's no there's no judgment there it's just kind of laying out the facts and then it's a lot of other episodes also kind of point out hypocrisies in modern life so it just presents this as another one of those um those mm -hmm. curious things that humans do that we don't really think about uh, until we're kind of forced to think about it. And then I saw some people were like, oh, so we, we all agree that this is the worst episode of Bojack Horseman. And I was like, what? To me, it was like the best one, the one that's like stayed with me, I guess, because I'm a vegan. So um, so that's a, a recent portrayal of pop in pop culture that I really that really stuck with me. It's so interesting, though, how things don't register with you in the same way when you are and aren't vegan. Like, I, I used to really like this movie called um, Outbreak, which was about, like, a virus. Mm. And uh, they, part of that film was, like, they were trying to figure out um, a, a solution, a, what is it called, a cure for it. And they were doing, like, animal experimentation. And it just didn't, even as a vegetarian, it did not register with me in the same way that it does now. And now I'm like, oh, I cannot watch this movie. And so... I now I look at movies and I'm like, how do people not get it? And then I need to think about myself watching Outbreak, you know, 20 years ago. And then I understand reluctantly, but I do. Uh, we're just have a few minutes left in the episode, but I thought we could do like our sci-fi round. So yes. um, the one the character that came up a lot was Spock from Star Trek, because mm. I've never watched the original Star Trek, but um, I understand that he is a Vulcan. 
and Vulcans have yep. profound respect for all living creatures and eating them would go against everything that they stood for. So uh, I don't know how explicit that was in the show, but um... I've only seen the original and they okay. all ate the same thing. So if he's vegan, well, what was everyone else eating? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I feel like they were all vegan in the future. It's just Spock. It was a part it was built into him or like he had a, an extra justification for it. Got it. Okay. What are some other um, sci-fi examples that we have? Well, we've got uh, Demolition Man. So in Demolition Man, <laughs> which is from the 90s, it's from 93 to be precise, the, the film takes place in the future and the plot itself is not that important. Um, and meat is banned because it's unhealthy. And uh, there is a character that's from our timeline and he's referred to as a dirty meat eater. Like that's a quote from there because he's from, you know, our timeline and uh, he actually does eat meat and he wants to eat meat. And, but it's not it's not really portrayed in a positive way because it's it's uh, associating vegetarianism or veganism with this very like um, uh, uh, pious kind of lifestyle. Um, and uh, if you've seen the movie, they even have a... Um, the most PG sex scene that you've ever had because they don't even have sex anymore. They don't even touch each other anymore. They wear like, I don't know, some sort of VR goggles and then they go at it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's like, I feel like it's a part of that whole thing where everyone is just being very boring and uh, a little too extra when it comes to trying to do things in the healthy way or the right way. So it's, yeah, not a positive light. Now in Travelers, which is a TV show, which ran from 2016 to 2018, um, this is about people, again, time traveling. They're coming from the future into the past. And in the future, everyone is vegan because they only eat yeast. And so oh. that initially sounds kind of gross, except when I start thinking about it, that lab milk, that's made of yeast, right? Like they take yeast and they do things with it. And that's how lab milk is made. Like the I'm talking about the vegan um real cow milk not from a cow like that kind oh, of yeah. right and uh, same thing the the vegan real egg but not from a chicken egg is also uh, produced in the same way and I mean beer is is yeast and stuff so yeah actually that could be pretty good so it just seems nutritional like yeast yes eat well, that all day <laughs> yes and uh it seems like it is or it is for moral reasons at least for the first batch of people that come in and um what they do is they end up taking over people's bodies so like if you're about to die they're gonna like get into your body and continue your life for you and um, actually live out your life and there's a scene where um eric mccormick the guy from will from willing grace uh yeah. he um because he's vegan in the future Oh, sorry, his present tense persona is not supposed to be vegan. So he's supposed to be like a heavy meat eater. And he says something to his wife about like, oh, we should go out for a vegan dinner. And she's like, what is going on? This is not you, which is right. That is not him. He's in someone else's body. Um, and then there's another character who doesn't realize what bacon is and eats it. And then he's crying afterwards. So it's not a huge thing. It's just like a mention here, a mention there. But the future is vegan. Now, it's a dystopic future, so I don't know uh, how good that is. But they do have a moral thing around veganism. Um, any last thoughts before we wrap up the episode for today? So, I don't know. Well, there's Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I don't know if anyone has seen that. There is yeah. Scott Pilgrim has to fight 
his girlfriend's exes. And so one of his uh, girlfriend's exes is a vegan and gets his powers from being vegan. And then this kind of stereotype that vegans think they're better than everyone and more powerful um, and gets tricked into drinking half and half. And then he starts to lose his powers because he also didn't really have a handle on being vegan. And he had eaten chicken Parmesan and gelato and loses all his powers. And that's how he dies <laughs> in, in the, um, in the movies. So that one is, uh, I remember when I, when I saw that, I was, wasn't sure how I felt about it. It was kind of funny, but then also a bit of a mockery, um, but I guess just to mention the things, the, the characters that we talked about, like Phoebe and uh, from Friends and Dina from um, Superstore. What I liked about those is that they weren't really mocked or made fun of, or it wasn't like an issue with their friends, really, that they were vegetarian or vegan. It's just kind of like part of who they are. Um, and uh, whereas in some cases, like when Lisa in the, in the Simpsons went went vegetarian, her friends all mocked her. So I kind of like those portrayals, more current portrayals, where um, you know we're there, but we're not the butt of jokes. Uh, so those are, I don't know. Yeah, and it's one facet of the character, as yeah, opposed to the only I, thing about them. Yeah. With Lisa, though, once she transitions, she's not mocked for it anymore. So who knows? Maybe Dina and Phoebe were mocked in their early phases. Right. But... Yeah. Yeah. True. And listening to all the characters that we've gone through, and aside from Dina, it doesn't feel like it's changed very much. There were a few uh, on this Reddit thread, there were a few cartoons that I've never heard of that had really, apparently, really awesome veg characters. So maybe that's where it's happening. Uh, so I'll just add one last character. It's a movie from 2007, not to be confused with uh, a current movie from 2023. It's called Year of the Dog. Uh, there is a The Year of the Dog in 2023, not that one. So back to 2007. Uh, it's with Molly Shannon, John C. Riley, um, And it is written by Mike White, who also does White Lotus. Uh, and it's about a character who uh, loses her, her, her dog passes away. She ends up rescuing another dog, meets the person who um, set her up with the, the rescue dog is also a vegan. So she kind of learns about veganism and then uh, she kind of becomes more of an animal activist throughout the course of, of the movie. And there's this one scene, which she, you know, she's very like, um, She's very empathetic and I don't know, I feel like I could <laughs> relate to this person, but she, um, before she became vegan, she would bring food into her work. She worked in for some company and she'd bring donuts and everybody would be all excited to eat the donuts, everybody eat the donuts, talk about how great they were. And then she brings in cupcakes one day and she, uh, she, gives the cupcakes out, everyone eats the cupcakes. And as they're eating the cupcakes, she says, since she's now become vegan, that they're vegan. And everybody just stopped eating their cupcakes. And some just like put them right down. Some were like, what, there's no butter? They're like, and then they like all walked away as if they had just like put something horrific in their mouth. 
Like they just and, had breast milk or something. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it just made me so aggravated because like, had they not known, they would have just eaten it. And um, this was also a thing that happened in, um, I don't know if you watch Parks and Recreation, Juan Swanson is the parks director and he's very, he's the meat lover. Absolutely. He ends up going to this health food store and um, they're offering him free samples of vegan bacon. And he just is like, yeah, I'll take one. He just jumps it in the garbage. He takes another one, throws it in the garbage. And it's just more of like not eating vegan food or that it must not taste good. It must not taste like the real thing. So I think this is something that I see like continuously throughout sort of pop culture, which yeah. you know, wish we can like end. <laughs> that Parks and Rec thing, that makes me almost feel like he's threatened by vegan people because what's his problem? I mean, if people eat the vegan food, what does he think they're, they're going to switch over? Like, what's his big fear? Why is he throwing this stuff out, huh? <laughs> he's afraid he's gonna like it <laughs> yeah <sighs> well thanks everyone for your examples today um i'm trying to say like oh it's 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 a better portrayal but i guess it's still there's actually not that many out there to choose from so um so we'll keep an eye out and if if uh if anyone wants to dive deep hopefully we have some inspiration here for you to um to look at some past episodes of some things and some movies and keep your eye out for positive portrayal of vegans and vegetarians in whatever you're watching You've been listening to Veg Out, Toronto's Vegetarian Podcast. You can listen to past episodes on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, as well as Stitcher. Remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Thanks to Matt Judge for our theme song. And until next time, Veg, veg Out! out.